Well, welcome back to another episode of Empower with Emma. Today, we have an amazing guest on sharing her journey all about her weight loss, about being a mom, about hitting rock bottom when she was 26 stone and when she actually needed to make these lifestyle changes. Um, we talk actually a little bit about domestic violence and, you know, how hard it can be to open up. But today we reveal all and I can relate so much to this person and her journey. It's Jen's journey. Well, welcome, Jen. How are you? I'm good, Emma. Thanks for having me. I feel like I need a microphone. I don't have a mic. Don't worry. You'll <laughs> get there. You'll get there. <laughs> now, the audio is fine um, always on this, so don't worry. Uh-huh. Um, thank you so much for coming on the pod. And I have been dying to chat to you for so long. I love what you're about, you know, your realness, you're a mom, you know, you have a new book coming out. There's Thank loads you. of things that I just want to talk to you because like you have such an amazing story and a journey that I think it's just like, I want you to share it with other people as well. Not only you do it on your socials, but I think I love having conversations with these people, not only that, like it means things to me, but it's close to my heart, your story as well, because I know what it's like. So yeah. overall, um, how did you get started? Because we all know, like, you know, your main ethos is, you know, your weight loss, your healthy eating, your lifestyle, your journey. Let's uncover it all. Where did we begin? Where did we begin? <laughs> so like my lifestyle now compared to what it was even four years ago is completely different, like so different. Yeah. To a point where like I four years ago, if someone had told me that I would be living this life. I would be like, absolutely not. Like, that's my idea of hell. I was mm. just a completely different person. And I was pushing about well, the highest weight I know I've ever been is about 26 stone because I had gotten a weighing scales that, you know, the way certain weighing scales only go to like certain weight. So the highest weight I've ever kind of recorded of myself was about 26 stone. And I just decided that I had I had a little boy, so he was almost two. I feel like it's really cliche, but he was kind of the driving point, I suppose, behind yeah. me deciding that I needed. And it wasn't even just a weight loss. Like, you know, it started as, okay, that was the main focus. I need to lose a lot of weight. I was kind of at a dangerous mm. weight, but it was my whole life. Like, I just wanted to change everything from yeah. inside out. And I think the weight was just the starting point for me. And it was the physical change and everything else kind of fell in place after. He was definitely my real wake up call. He's just turned two and I was like, okay, I just kind of become mm. a single parent as well. And I was like, I'm all he has. You know, I can't continue this life because not only would I hold myself back, I'd be holding him back. And I was absolutely terrified of, I don't know, health risks. You know, like, yeah. luckily I was never unhealthy with my weight, but there's always a possibility, you know, of something happening. I think becoming a parent, I my whole aspect, I suppose, on everything just changed. Mm. And I was just ready to kind of change everything, really. And what was that like? What was that breaking point for you? You know, that way, like, I think we all have a breaking point where you're like, you know, so for me, I would have been, I remember being 16 stone at 16. And I remember being yeah. 16 on my conference at, at 12. Yeah. And I remember just living with that. And I think I, I got to a point where I think I was 16 and my auntie was joining Weight Watchers. 
And I was like, oh, do you want to join with me? And I was like, oh, okay. And my nana was like, I'll give you a pound or whatever it was for every pound you lose. And then they were like, oh shit, she's kind of going into the twenties and thirties here. But for me, it was like, I wanted yeah. attention off boys. It was like, yeah. I either, because you know yourself when we were teenagers, you had to be skinny. You had to be yeah. a size 10 or under just, or no yeah. boys would look at you. You had to be a certain way. You'd get called fat, you'd get bullied. So I was like, right, I either have to lose weight to feel good about me, but nearly for society as well. Yeah, so I get attention from boys. So I get that. So that was my turning point. I was like, I'm 16 now. I, I want to get a boyfriend. I want boys to look at me. And I literally remember just crying, being bullied. And I just had to make that decision. And that was my rock bottom. What was your yeah. rock bottom? I think it's funny you sign on that because I I think I've literally gone through everything you've ticked yeah. there from I remember being, I think, 12. And there was a point in my teenage years where every year I was the weight of my age. Yeah. And that always stuck with me. I was like, oh God. And yes. I remember getting my confirmation outfit in Zara. And at the time that wasn't a cool thing. I was Dorothy Perkins. I was like, oh God, because my mom had to get me size 16. It's like, yeah. But, um, and then also the Weight Watchers. I joined Weight Watchers with a friend and her mom. And my yeah. dad used to give me money for every pound. But um, oh my god, that's so funny. We're on the same so vibe, funny, all the same stuff. Um, my rock bottom, I suppose, it's a little bit, it's quite heavy. So I was in a relationship with my son's father for yeah. years, and then when I fell pregnant with my son, it got really abusive, and he kind of turned to alcohol. And I think the abuse lasted for a few years until the relationship went its separate ways, and then there was a lot of like legal stuff involved, and it was a really long, drawn out process before that final year where I was left, I suppose, very isolated on my own. I was living in London, um, going through court proceedings. It was a full twelve months where I just ate my feelings every single day, mm. but I also had a one year old. It was, you know. A whole new chapter of my life I was a new mom I had a baby I was completely cut off from my family and friends I then wasn't speaking to the child's father so I was completely isolated and at that point I didn't know if I'd ever get to come home to Ireland I didn't know if I'd ever see that day so I was literally like I said eating my feelings day in day out I remember I put Carter to bed and I had a four hour window where I would just consume so much food to completely block out what I was going through. I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to process it. And all like my food was my crutch. Like it really was my crutch. And every single night, I always say this, but I would sit down and be like, right, you have two options. You can sit and cry and think about your life low you feel right now or you can just eat <laughs> and distract yourself with food and watch the real housewives and obviously every night I would just choose that option so after Carter was born I think in like an 18 month window I probably gained four or five stone which is a really big amount of weight to gain in like a short space I'm 26 stone I'm a single mom I've no career I have you know all these amazing friends that are already so established you know they have these great lives they're all in healthy relationships mm. some of them were living in Australia and I just felt the lowest I'd ever felt I felt like a complete failure and I was like I need to change my life and I was like I need to kind of take control now I think I was 29 at the time and I was like I want to get to my 30th so 28 29 I was like I want to kind of get to 30 and be going into my 30s with a whole new outlook in life, like a new mindset and like the best life that I can kind of create within my power for myself and character. And that was like my rock bottom. And that was just when everything changed. 
literally from that day yeah and it's mad isn't it you know when you just get to that point because I can totally even resonate what you're saying because I never knew that I used to eat my feelings as well so for me never shared this on the pod ever is like my mom and dad broke up when I was 19 but you know when you kind of know like I was like they were you just knew it was was going that way you know for a few years it was coming that way and obviously when you're younger as well, I'm a really, like, I'm a sensitive soul. So, and I'm different from, all my, we're all different from my siblings yeah. and you're told a certain way. We bury your feelings. You're fine, whatever it is. So I used to eat my feelings. Yeah. So I think that's when I remember going to the shop as well. I used to babysit and I remember going to the shop and I literally, I think you had whatever, two, three pounds. And I used to buy like a pack of wine gums, a pack of Rolos, a pack of say Murray mints and I'd nearly yeah. eat two of them Murray mints. <laughs> Murray mints and I remember I used to nearly eat two of them before I got home yeah or and I remember I never even remember this my mom used to say to me oh Emma I remember you used to I used Sneak to find wrappers down the side of your your bed but I never really remembered this but only in yeah. later years you understand and I understand now going that was some sort of mechanism coping mechanism because yeah. I didn't know how to speak I didn't know you know, we weren't articulating our feelings as much. There was stuff going on. And now I only realize now, and then we all hold our weight because of our trauma, like uh, as well. And we, we go into the eating habits because we don't know how to cope yeah. what's going on in our brain. And it's insane. Like, do you know that way where now it's only coming to terms. It's like over the last, like, oh my God, that was that. Or going through my thirties or twenties and realizing yeah. that. But that breaking point as well for me and that's when I got into like a lifestyle change like yourself because as well Jen we were never educated on food we got fish fingers and chips for dinner like no, it wasn't like let never. me whip up, whip up yeah. a lentil curry it was always oven dinners <laughs> yeah like yeah. I have PTSD from Big Al's <laughs> and burgers so funny, and fish though. fingers yeah <laughs> Big Al's burgers <laughs> but I totally agree with the the secret eating as well I think I was only talking to someone about this not too long ago where when it comes to like secret eating, emotional eating and binge, yeah. they would have been the things I would have done a lot. And like you as a child, how to process feelings. I was going through things as a young child in my family. And like exactly like you said, I was very sensitive. And instead of like speaking or like you said, you're too young to articulate or even understand yeah. what you're feeling. Food was always a comfort for me. And I did the exact same thing. I remember I would like but for someone so young, I feel like I got so savvy with it. Like I would go to the bin, put wrappers mm-hmm. at the bottom. I'd put oh, wrappers yeah. in my jacket pocket so that when I was out, I could put it in a different bin. Or I'd yeah. go to my friend's house, have dinner, come home and be like, I'm starving, mom. And I don't even be eight or nine. But I yeah. just, I think people seem to, when it comes to those eating habits, it's not looked at as I don't think as much. It is a little bit more now, but with eating disorders. And it yeah, was definitely yeah. an eating disorder. I think when people think of an eating disorder, they think of, you know, anorexia, bulimia. Yeah, it's more, yeah. when I was a child, it was just like, stop being greedy. Like, you're just being a glutton. Mm. Don't be greedy. It wasn't like back in the day, my mom and dad wouldn't have, you know, been like, let's sit down. Like, you're obviously emotionally. Yeah. Let's talk about your feelings. They would just mm. be like, stop being greedy. Do you know, like yeah. stop eating too much or you're not having sweets. I think parents nowadays are a lot better at being open. Yeah. But I also do think it definitely was a disorder, but been seen as a disorder. I wouldn't have recognized it as where I don't think anyone around me would have either. So I think that's how it continued. And into adulthood, like 
even to this day if mm. if I get like a stressful phone call or you know I have a fight with Carter or something happens where I'm like <gasps> like my instinct sometimes is to go to the kitchen and go to the biscuit tin <laughs> or shove a bit of chocolate in my mouth to just have that 10 seconds of euphoria to forget but it, it's definitely like a habit that I've recognized I'm, I wouldn't say you know I'll ever be perfect with it but I recognize it now and I know that I definitely struggle with emotionally that would be my oh yeah emotion- yeah be my main now yeah and like that's mad we have such a similar story like it's crazy I always felt connected to you and (laughs) yeah but you know how then like how then did you get started on all this so obviously I know it's only four years it feels like you started this years ago but how do you keep it up like where do you get your motivation from like I'm like oh my god is she please tell me she's there having a coffee slice on the sly like Oh no, I definitely do. <laughs> I actually was going to think a while ago, I, was like, I need to do more of those what I eat in a day videos because I think when I post my recipes, for the most part, they're, you know, high protein, low calorie. Yeah. Like, people must think I eat clean 24 7. Like, even yesterday, I was, came in from the gym and I was talking to my dad and I was like, oh, I'm back to like my lightest weight or something since pre Christmas. And he's like, you know, you're telling me that while you're eating a jam scone. And I was like, yeah, and it's working. I was like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I, like, I still need my bit of chocolate every single yeah. day. There's, you know, so many non negotiables. I'd never give up my snacks or my chocolate I think people think I must just eat clean 24 7 I don't I think I'm just quite disciplined when it comes to like cooking um I definitely try my best to cook from scratch and stuff like that but overall when I started I think people because of my size they just assumed I lived on takeaway or you know because of the size or you must just eat takeaway 24 7 and I genuinely didn't I was my self-esteem was so low that I'd be too self-conscious to order a takeaway because I'd be so embarrassed to answer the door and for the oh god like you know the delivery person that's how bad my self-esteem was but I've always enjoyed cooking and I've always liked it so when I started the journey it was I think four to five weeks before I was moving back to Ireland and I was like I need to lose like 20 stone in five weeks so here we go and I was like I'll start off as simple as possible I felt like I had tried every diet under the sun since I was 10 or 11 and I was like I'm not going to go too strict I'm just going to make very very small changes that will eventually become habits and that will make a difference so things like I think one of the weeks that I started I was like I'm gonna make sure I have three pints of water for two weeks straight every single day and like to some people that would be nothing but I probably wasn't getting what I should be and then eventually that became a habit and then I got myself a food journal where I was like I'll write down you know recipe ideas I'll do shopping lists I'll create new meal ideas and I made kind of a a thing where every single week I'd cook one to two new recipes that I've never tried just to kind of make it a bit less boring because I'm definitely not a kind of chicken broccoli rice girl I never will be I never have been I get bored yeah 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 I get bored very easily so I kind of made try to make it a little bit creative and I was like even if you've one recipe a week do you know where you're in the kitchen and you're cooking from scratch I was also lucky at the time when I'm in London I was obviously a single parent I wasn't working so I had this one-year-old at home that I was home all the time so I was able to cook like I do totally understand you know once you start working full-time things change and it's very easy to lose motivation or fall out of routine but I just think like I was saying small changes 
for me anyway, they always add up to being the best thing because the small changes are maintainable. Do you know, you don't want to do anything too drastic where you're going to turn off it or f not fall off the wagon. I hate that term because you have to live your life. Do you know, that way you're never going to be consistently clean 24-7 for the rest of your life. I don't like that term, falling off the wagon, but you have to kind of be able to live as well. So kind of smaller, yeah. subtle changes is mm -hmm. the best way for me, I find anyway. Yeah, like I'm all about that as well. Like, and I always say small steps equals big change. Exactly. You know, Definitely. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I'm, I, and I'm at that point as well. Like, I think for me as well, like I was so, obviously I was heavier, right? And then I lost the weight and I feel like I'd say I've put on about 10 pounds over the last, say, two years with COVID. And I can't, yeah. well, I'm not going to say I can't shift it because I haven't given it much effort, if you get me. And I, yeah. I'm the type of person, I'd look at a Big Mac and put on a half stone. Yeah. And, you know, you can't even look at something. But yeah. the thing is, is that I'm so much more compassionate with myself. Okay. And now I was moving out of my old place there the other day. And I'm in my new place and I threw out my wine scales. I was like, now I'm throwing it out. And it was like a yeah. Weight Watcher one. And they are lying bastards there. <laughs> Come here and I tell you, that scales, I met, met I, I weighed my myself. My scales is Weight Watchers. <laughs> right? No, Just but I went to, the, no, I went to the gym and I weighed myself on this, you know, the one, it was like, uh, the embody the, the, thing yeah and yeah. I was like two kilos and they, they are yeah. way more accurate. accurate but for me yeah. I think I was so with Weight Watchers yeah it educated me on how to eat better how yeah. to you you know I make everything from scratch I don't buy jars yeah. and I, I, I definitely hats off because I followed a plan it wasn't a diet it was a plan it was yeah. a lifestyle but I again got obsessed with my weight yeah with, with the scales with this with that so obviously yeah but now it's like I try change my mind where for me yeah I might be 10 pounds heavier and my goal now is I'm gonna look a little bit more after my physical self so like you know I'm only after moving in somewhere and it's like okay I'm gonna go to the gym a little bit more I'm gonna eat healthier a bit more because I've been slacking yeah. the last few weeks but the main thing is is that I've looked after myself mentally and emotionally the last few yeah. years and I think a lot of people try to do it all where yeah definitely yeah at this at the start oh I was just like physical physical I didn't know there yeah. was like mental and emotional where now I'm like oh I see you girl mental emotional and now I'm like right I can I can do the physical in a heartbeat you yeah. eat well you watch the cows whatever it is you need to do so for you like how did you work on all that at the same time because like there was a lot of stuff going on in your life as well as not only losing yeah. the weight but up here in your head I feel like oh my god I'm still working on that every day mm. I only was talking to I had like a mental breakdown there about a month ago and I was just hit a really low place I think yeah. in February and I was out with my friend Denise and we were talking and I said that to her I, was, I feel like you know it's been four or five years now and I was like I just yeah. feel like I'm will I ever be because I'm really bad sometimes at comparing myself okay and you know I'm like oh, I know people that have been through like experiences and you know they pick themselves up on their back where they wore within six to 12 months. And I'm like, why can't I do that? Like, it's taken me four years and I still feel like I'm, I don't know, emotionally and mentally, I'm not, I'm definitely a hundred times better than I was. Yeah. But I still always feel like I struggle with a lot of things. And I remember like after two years, I was like, God, like I should really be in a new relationship by now. <laughs> you know, he was an all found new relationship. So I was like, I'm here four years. Like, why am I not? And I was like comparing myself yeah. to other people's situations. And that's what um, my friend Denise was saying. She's like, you know, you've really been through some traumatic stuff or whatever. Yeah. And she was like, you've worked hard physically for the last three years. You're raising a child, you know, you've 
done all of that stuff it's like you're working really hard you've transformed your life I have come a long way mentally there's no denying that I definitely have but I still sometimes think god I'm not where I want to be but then I don't know I can be a little bit hard on myself I think will I ever be where I want to be I think I just need to take it each day at a time but like you were saying like from the start of the journey it's so important to not take too much on and like you said I think you wake up especially say in January we're like right I'm gonna start journaling this I'm gonna be a new person I'm gonna change my mindset yeah and you take too much on and it, it is too much you know like it's getting up every day to go to the gym in itself is a task every day yeah. to do so trying to take too much on is just a lot so I find that it's definitely been a slower road or like a longer road for me but I'm so like grateful and appreciative of how far I've come and even though I might not be where I want to be when you really sit down and look back at four years ago where I was yeah I've come so far do you know mentally like I really haven't even emotionally and she was like you really needed to kind of work on yourself before you're ready to kind of move to that next step yeah of your life and I think that's true so I do compare myself I think a lot sometimes but I don't know everyone is different I think how we deal with trauma for every individual is so different and I just think I've needed that little bit more time and also the fact as well I try to give as much as I can to being a mom like I put my time and focus and energy into character and raising him and making sure that I feel like that's always my number one priority so I suppose it's just been a little bit slower I feel like did I even answer the question? Sometimes I no, just I can totally get what you're saying. No, I can get what you're <laughs> you saying. Went down because... a different road there. No, no, I can relate to what you're saying because for you, it's like you're content now with you know the body you're in, your lifestyle, all that. But now you're like, okay, I actually really want to connect a bit more with my mental and emotional self. Yeah. Where I'm the opposite, right? Yeah, that's so what I, I mean. Like, yeah. So I'm now like. <laughs> I'm getting to a place where, well, the journey never ends. Do you know that way? We'd love to yeah. flip a switch and be like, I'm here, but we do have to learn the journey. We have to go along it. So for you, you yeah. had to go along that journey. Like instead of like, you lost that weight in a really, really healthy way instead of like getting the gastric band, doing yeah. all that. I'm not against any of that because some people yeah. they do need the that option there and that's people, okay. Yeah. That's okay. But I'm at a place now where I've never been, well, I don't think any woman is 100% happy with myself, but I'm not even, I'd say I'm like, 70% physically right and I feel I'll never get there ever 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 yeah. and I, I constantly have this battle with myself like I have a go away I'd love to lose about a stone stone and a half right and yeah. I'm like you can't do that you can't do that and then I start and I stop and I start and I stop now I do realize I have lost say four or five stone anyways yeah but I know I would love that and I know it's only a number on the scales but for myself to feel comfortable in my own skin but I'm just real but then I have the other part of me where I'm like I'm happy as well I can live up my life with what I have right yeah. now but I can work on it when I'm ready to work on it so it's yeah. like I have those two parts of me because some people are like how are you so confident in this like sometimes I'm like yeah I'd love to you know lose my belly or you know be a stone heavier yeah. but I don't let that hold me back yeah whereas I was the complete opposite <laughs> I would always let that hold me back which is sad but back then I did I, I did yeah yeah but but I still feel like I would struggle with that now oh would yeah 100 yeah I'm like you're banging 100%. I seen you with the curly blow the other day on Instagram your makeup <laughs> I was like yeah you're 
and even on a night like, out so would you see would you feel that like because I still feel this in a way and like we're not I know I call it this so don't anyone come for me but it's like the fat girl syndrome okay so sometimes yeah. I look at myself and I'd be like oh Jesus no sweet divine but then I could look back at a photo and be like jeez I look great I look great yeah and it's like the whole thing of like when you see a photo of yourself three years ago and you were oh. at that time in the photo you were probably like oh I feel shit yeah. and then you look at it now and you're like I looked great and I'm like that's always gonna happen but I'm so bad still for that I've definitely yeah. like I'm doing a 12-week program at the moment with my PT and I think he really put it in place for me because it was more to do with mentally really mentally, really is trying yeah. to work on yeah like how I talk about myself I'm a devil for talking negatively about myself and sometimes I say things when I don't even mean it because it's such habit and I give me an example give me an example like, you know we'll be in the gym and I look in the mirror and be like right you ready to do the deadlift and I'll be like oh my god look at how fat my arse is and I'll just say something or you know like we'll be in a room with loads of people and I'll say something about my size like it's not part of the conversation and everyone is like uncomfortable and they're like okay and Mo is always, Mo is my PT, he's always mm. pulling me up on it. And he's like, stop being negative. Or like, we'd be deadlifting. And I did a deadlift, say, a week ago. It was like my heaviest deadlift. And he was like, amazing. Like, you look great. Like, whatever. And I was like, look at me. I look like a Hulk. I was like, look at my big arms. I look massive. And he was like, what? He's like, like, you've just trained and worked so hard. You accomplished something amazing. He's like, why are you putting yourself down? Like, why can't you just take the compliment and be like, yeah, I did great. Yeah. And I was like. I always because sometimes he will, you know, give out to me or be like, stop doing that. And I'm like, Mo, you have to understand for almost 30 years. This is how I spoke to myself. Yeah. yeah I've yeah. spoken to myself in such a horrible way because it was how I thought society viewed me and how, yes. like you mentioned it earlier, when we were growing up, it wasn't there was no curvy girls. No. And I was like, so as a young child, as a really young child, I developed this voice in my head that has constantly put me down yeah. and it's really hard even though I'm in a great place and sometimes I'll feel really confident and I know I've come far I still kind of that's just my comfort I, I resort back to that and I, I hate it about myself oh I, really I have that girl Believe yes me. and I think I talk about this in the book or I mentioned something about when I was bigger I used to do it because in my head I'd be thinking if you're in a group of people everyone is thinking okay Jen is fat yeah like no one is thinking that but that's how I would feel standing in a group of people everyone is looking at my size so then I would start cracking jokes about my size everyone would get really mm. uncomfortable and I'd just be like well you're all thinking it so let me just break the ice and make the joke and everyone is like no one is thinking that and then I'd be kind of putting the attention on myself so I had this really weird personality where I was very shy and insecure mm. But then in a group of people, sometimes I would be the big, loud, you know, cracking jokes at myself because I just found like that was my comfort. Like everyone used to be like Jen with the fat jokes. That was my thing. I'd always crack a fat joke because I felt like it broke the ice. And then if anyone else was going to insult me, it doesn't matter because I got there first. Like I said it anyway about myself. Yeah. I can totally relate. And like, that's something exactly that I find like really me. hard now. Yeah. Like I'm saying, I could be training. I could be having a great day. Some compliment and my instinct is to be like like someone could be like in the gym the other day mm. someone was like oh like your bottom half looks great and I was like yeah but look how fat my arms are <laughs> do you know like, okay. I just find it so hard to be like okay thanks 
And that's yeah. something that I think Mo is really trying to get me to change and to work on in this program at the moment. Yeah, no, exactly. And I would have had that as well. But I, I can totally, you know, relate to what you're yeah. saying, because I would have said it for years. It's like you can't actually take a positive compliment or anything yeah. positive because you've conditioned yourself so much to that negative inside girl like yeah. you know that way and I was it's so funny that you say that in teenage years I it's like oh my god you're so bubbly and I remember saying you have a gorgeous face and I was like well like what's wrong with my body yeah. like so that was a yeah. mega complex for me like and people I'm so even now if people say oh my god your makeup is done I'm like they're thinking about my body like what's wrong with my body yeah even you can't take a compliment without going somewhere oh yeah but then at and the like end of the day, it is being comfortable. Like, so for me, what I, because I can totally relate to what journey you're on as well mentally. So mm -hmm. for me, it's it's changing that narrative in your head. It's like the story is yeah. constantly going around, like showing up to the gym and being like, look at me being a strong bitch, being yeah. able to lift that. I can lift heavier than men. And it's just giving yourself that ego boost and not going there with the negative, like, and just yeah. like feeding your own fuel, like, and that's yeah. like what helps me. I switch from a negative to a positive like let's say I'm like oh like I know what to say today I'm like oh here we go again like I feel real sluggish and shit and I'm like okay mm -hmm. you do today but you can make a change you're gonna have a healthy breakfast and I did that yeah. and now I'm like I'm more energetic or whatever yeah. exactly like we can yeah. make that change do you know that way where sometimes it's so much harder to do that and I can totally relate to every single thing you're saying like even going back to like the bullying and stuff like that like I remember yeah like the words like and even like it still sticks with you like it stings um, oh my god because I always when you hear it and I was only saying to someone the other day I was like it's funny because growing up like it's awful to say but sometimes I'm like I was quite lucky I didn't get extreme bullying <laughs> like that shouldn't be a thing that you're lucky for but I never was extremely bullied I went to an Irish school so it's quite a small class and we were yeah. all fairly close so I never had harsh bullying, but from outsiders, you know, people you didn't know or like young fellas on the road. I yeah, get a lot of name calling thrown at me. Same, I would be like, oh, fat so yeah. or fatty or fat yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I remember there was just this one time randomly at the end of the road, and I was with my friend, and some boy was just like, "You're away," and that just always stuck with me because I was. I'd never been told, you know, the way he said it. So now when people say yeah. overweight, I'm just like, oh, I hate that word. Like I'd hate someone to say overweight rather than fat to me. I just hate the term. And he was only about 10 and it was just the way he said it. He was like, you're very overweight or you're really overweight. And I was like, oh God. Am oh, <laughs> come here. I remember, and I've never shared this with anyone. And it always sits with me. Guy around the corner, if he's listening, you know who you are. Um, <laughs> But like, yeah, all the all the guys would have like, you know, say slagged it, not extreme bullying, but you know that way. And but it sits. Yeah. And I remember, I think I was only about. I started putting on the weight. I'd say kind of from my communion to my confirmation. So about like yeah. ten to twelve, maybe like. Yeah. And he said to me, "You fat barrel of lard, I'll roll you down that hill." And I remember that, and that was like twenty five years ago, twenty six years yeah. ago. And I will always, always remember that. And that's stuck with me forever. And it'll always stick with me. So it's like that's embedded in your subconscious. Yeah. But I know I'm not that. But sometimes it's like, are you though? But like, I've obviously worked a long way to where I am because I'm confident within myself. But I would like to look 
better if you get me for me but those yeah. words I'm telling you like it's not it's not sometimes that, that probably would have been one of the driving forces of losing weight as well and hitting rock yeah. bottom and tr- you know like you know family stuff wanting to learn to eat healthier being in charge of my own life a lot of factors because yeah. like and like when you think of how young you are that's what scares me now because I was about 10 is, I was about yeah. 10 like is not character horrible. turns eight in May so he's seven at the moment almost eight and I'm always like god I remember being his age and that was the age that I was when things like I stopped going to swimming in school because I was getting self-conscious with um wearing my swimming suit in front of my classmates and me and my friend Aoife we always struggled together with our weight and I think when we were like 14 or 15 Mm. she went on a second off yeah and I was raging because we were always like the fat friends and then she was the only fat one but I remember that program fat friends nine or ten yes (laughs) throwback yeah but Aoife and me always like struggled kind of together like we went through a lot of the same things together and I remember being like no older than 10 I'd say we were under 10 and we had done the cabbage soup diet that was disgusting and I remember like coming home from my mom and dad being like right I'm doing the cabbage soup diet and they were just like yeah okay like they didn't even like they wouldn't have seen the danger in it or the like oh god they were just like whatever you want like we'll cook it so and I remember one time we decided okay calorie counting seems to be the thing yeah. we'd read it in a magazine but like that's what supermodels do all the and magazines like, would have had it like I oh, remember this this is bringing me back all the magazines would tell you all these crazy dis- and it was calorie counting and you were to have 1150 calories a day mm. and like as grown kids that's so low mm. so I remember one time we were in her house and we had gone to the shops after school and we got remember Morrow bars for like a boost for now love a Morrow tomorrow we were obsessed with Morrow's we got a Morrow <laughs> bar and we were like oh shit that's like half our calories for the day or something I think they were like 300 calories Insane. so we went back to her mom's and we were like oh no we can't have dinner I think we were like 10 and we didn't eat a dinner that day what? and then I think I remember us talking about the next day we're like oh my god we were so hungry but I just now having a child close to that age I'm like it's so scary yeah. and so sad and like my parents and her parents at the time they were so uneducated like they wouldn't have really had seeing the danger and what mm. we were doing they were just like oh whatever like whatever makes you happy mm. and um but I remember like we were literally starving ourselves and then creating all these really unhealthy dangerous relationships with food and diets but like we were so unaware of what we were doing because that was the and norm though it was, though. It was like those, this yeah. is cool like it's like the Atkins like diet magazines. all these diets the Atkins diet like yeah. all those different things and there was another one we done the cabbage soup diet there was something else I can't remember, but all these different fads, we tried everything. And well, you were 10. Just think, 10. That's what's going to just get so scary when I think like my child is 10 in two years. If he was even to think like he wouldn't even know what a calorie is. But we were already so obsessed. Now, I do think it was definitely because we were girls. Like it was yeah. pushed so much more on girls. Like I remember thinking that growing up, there was always boys I knew that were, you know, a bit chubby or yeah. had weight on them like I did. And they never got called names. No. Like you'd never just shout names at them. It was always the girls that got picked on what I felt anyway growing up. And I'm just like, so it was definitely pushed more on us and all those magazines and all aimed towards us. But I just think it's so sad now when I look how young I was and I was and just how messed mm. up that whole situation is when it comes to diets. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. It's not, I don't think I've ever really fought. Well, do you know what? The only diet I think I did for a few days, I was working in pennies at the time, was the Ducan diet, the high protein. 
Oh, I don't know that one. Right. I should so know that because I eat so much protein. protein. So literally I was snacking on like, it was about two, three days. Like, um, yeah. Snacking on packs of ham you know yogurt only protein and like I mean ravenous now you'd lose about three pounds in two days but that's not real yeah. like but no. for me I know what works for me it's just a healthy balanced lifestyle because I know yeah. a few years ago I would have been you know whacking up the gym content all that jazz and then I obviously you know COVID hit everything and then I went on a different path of mental and emotional yeah. development do you know that way even though I still go to the gym I don't give it too much focus on the gram and things like that yeah. as well um it, it is part of my life but it's a lifestyle like it's not constant like non-negotiable da, 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 da. I do yeah. think what I know what makes me feel good as well like I what know for you. without going to the gym for a week I'm ratty as hell like that's my release is exercise yeah. is going to a spinning class or doing something like that where I say at the start you were using it as a weight loss mechanism now don't get me wrong you have to move your body you can walk you can yeah. do things as well but it's like it's educating people in a way of like yeah use it as a tool not as like I have to do you have to do this yeah, yeah. that's how I think you Definitely. grew up it was like I could jump on the treadmill lose a few pounds yeah. it wasn't like it's good for your mind as well because I remember when I first went to the gym I started training I'd lost four stone when I first joined the gym yeah. and I remember that was like the first thing all the trainers kind of said to me like I lose weight by doing this like you're going yeah. to develop new you know positive skills and um a better outlook kind of on your overall health but they were like what you're doing in the kitchen is what's working and is why yeah. you're losing the weight and like yeah. things like I'm really big into my walk and I think people think I'm obsessed with walking because I'm like doing all these steps to, I like, want to get you calories. on one of my walks yeah I need to do that like, I need to give my child away for the weekend and um but the walking for me and even the gym I was only saying I was talking to a girl on Instagram the other night who wanted to join the gym and she was yeah. just really struggling because she was at a place you know where she was like I've never done it before I can't yeah. lift what other people lift and she was really intimidated I was like the when I first went to the gym and this is how the gym for me has become my non-negotiable it's my one hour of po- like my pocket of hour I say every day well Monday to Friday where when character is in school I go straight to the gym and I focus on that. And when I first moved home, it was such a mental release for me. Yeah. It was kind of the only place I could go where I wasn't in my head. I wasn't in my thoughts. I was so focused mm. on like learning a new thing and like what I was capable of and like the adrenaline. And it just became, I don't want to say addictive because that kind of sounds like a negative word, you know, like obsessive. I didn't become obsessed because it was an hour in the morning every day and I was able to maintain that. But it just became my like, pocket of peace in the morning and like that's a lovely said, way pocket of peace. and I was my little pocket of peace every day where I just felt a little bit better about myself you know I was mm. happy I was content I did my little workout and I was like I don't like I really hate when people go to the gym to lose weight you know yeah. that kind of way like I totally understand empathize when someone wants to lose weight obviously like, god knows I was there but I just mean the gym is such an incredible place to go to kind of develop tools to work on like your mental release your mental state and also to learn what you are actually capable of and when you really do kind of train in the gym and you do give it that extra bit of effort I think everyone would agree like you really do be delighted with yourself when you get those new personal bests or you know you're hitting an extra whatever like you feel great and you're like Mm. god I can do this I'm capable and it really helped me because I felt so incapable of anything in my life everything I kind of felt was up in the air I had no control on anything so I really started with kind of 
the gym, working on that on my food. And I think that was eventually how I got myself into a good like rhythm. But I never went to the gym to lose weight. The gym is just my little escape that I love. It'd be like someone going to a spa or the hairdresser. I just love going to the gym for me personally but I know everyone's not like that yeah. I always say that it could be swimming it could be dancing yeah it could be going for a bike ride it could be anything it doesn't have to be the gym but I just think putting aside a little bit of time for yourself every day when possible to do something like that makes a world of a difference to big your mindset time. big time because like I'm about that as well like so I would have lost weight just through walking and eating healthy as, as well yeah. it's not about the gym it's just an it's an extra add-on but even the gym, yeah, is that little, it's that release, it's that escapism. Because like I would have done like PT and things like that where now I'd go to yeah. gym classes. But for me, it is like I find classes, even for me, I nearly challenge myself a lot more. I get really competitive, by the way. Competitive, yeah. And like I remember them a few weeks ago, this is like the ego coming in. But I remember one day a few weeks ago, there was a guy in the class. And normally there's always women in the class and it's fine. Like there's no, you know, sexism or whatever. Like that. I was like, oh. Oh, nice like do you know what I mean mixing things up but I was like I have to lift the same weights as him so then I was like right there's like say, to show him oh yeah and then so I was like but but I knew I could this is the thing I will never be like oh I'll just like let's say if there was kettlebells out I'll go oh that's a six now I need a 12 I'll always go over and grab it so I yeah. challenge myself as well I always tr- challenge myself even if I can only get two classes in or whatever and I'm not afraid but I know my capability but if I was tired I know my body and I'm like no exactly, we'll just go at that yeah. pace today I don't but I yeah I always end up challenging myself and I remember there was like I think like say whatever two tens I sound like a knob now but it's just the whole point of challenging yourself mentally is this is my message that I'm saying so I was like yeah. oh I'll go for the tens and I did it I was like oh my god yes so then I think um I was doing the sleigh you know the sleigh thing yeah and then your man's seen how much I was doing and then he lobs on another 20 I was like for the guy and I was like oh I'll try it like I will try it it was 90 kilos on the sleigh, right? Now I pushed it up, but then I admitted, I was like, I can't push that back. I was like, it's too much. Well, fair fucks you. But the thing was, regardless of me failing, I tried it. You tried. I tried it. And And you still got it. I still got it. Yeah. And that's the thing I think with capabilities, when you do have trainers guiding you, it's to show you can do this. Try, try it. And if you fail, fuck it like just try it yeah. again or do what you can so for me like fitness as well is like I love trying new things oh a new class or oh whatever I'm just yeah. gonna join a new gym where I live now and trying a new class even though I'm like a bit nervous but like still terrified but yeah. you know you love it and yeah. we were saying I like what you said there about like everyone is so afraid of failing and at the moment um the program we're doing in the gym we're always working up to say a testing week which is usually a 10 week block I think our testing week is in two weeks and so we're really kind of lifting heavy at the moment yeah and one of the trainers Lisa said that yesterday she's like you know when you're ready to drop just she was showing us how to drop the bar safely when we've kind of reached our limit she's like everyone always thinks fail is negative she's like I think fail is great like a great thing she's like it's brilliant to fail she's like because you put yourself to a point where you weren't sure if you could go but you, you know you grabbed it by the ball you went there and if you failed you failed she's like but you tried and she's like I don't know why people yeah. see that as a negative she's like you'll come back next week and you'll try again and, yeah. try, and eventually you will get it yeah and then you'll be like oh and she's like and it's not she's like people always see failure as a bad thing she's like but it's not it's a great thing because it really shows and proves to yourself that you're pushing yourself outside your boundaries mm. and I, I was like that's a nice way to look at it it is and I was just about to say that you took the word down my mouth is that pushing yourself out of your comfort zone as well yeah do you, and like how do you keep doing that as well because obviously you're constantly moving you're growing you know 
Like, how do you not get bored in the gym or pushing yourself? Like, how do you constantly show up for yourself every day? Like, I feel like I there's loads of things. I suppose changing things up a little bit. Like at the moment, I suppose the book coming up and the fact that Mo had put this 12 week challenge in place was because he knew I had a lot of things coming up that really pushed me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. You know, even doing things like the podcast or um, have you done a pod before? Yeah, I've done a podcast yeah. before, but I feel like they were all either the very start of lockdown or right before lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. So I and I'm really bad sometimes. I think, you know, when you're telling your own journey, I'm like, I'm repeating myself. It's no, so boring. Not. And then everyone's like, but it's a new audience, you know, like everyone that you're saying it to this time hasn't heard. It. I always just feel like I'm repeating myself. I'm a public speaking. I used to do a, a bit of public speaking maybe three years ago, pre-COVID. And I haven't done that in ages. So I'm so nervous about that. Mm. And then also with the press, I suppose, with the book, there's a lot of um, yeah. photo shoots and stuff. Something that I am very, like, it's not my scene. I'm not good at. Like, not I yet. Not really, yet, girl. <laughs> not yet. I'm only, even like when it comes to the social media side of things, whenever I'm, you know, asked to do, I don't know, jobs with clothes and stuff, I'm just like, no, like I can't. I'm just the most uncomfortable, awkward person. Even if it's just me and my tripod in the bedroom, I'm embarrassed for the tripod looking at me. I'm so awkward. Yeah. And I do be looking back, I've been like, oh my God, I just look like a thick. And then I watch other people's and I'm like, I love them. They look so good and I enjoy watching them. But I'm just, I don't know, probably too. You're self sabotaging. You are sabotaging. But why not just be like, here, who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, I totally can relate to you. Like, do you know that way? Like, we always are our own worst enemy, self sabotaging, but no one's looking at you realistically. It's like you in the gym, no one's looking at you. And I'm always saying that to people. I'm like, there's two folks themselves. And then I'm like, if they see the video and they think you look like a chick or they don't like it, they'll just scroll on. Like, so yeah. what? They're not going to, you know. So I'm always like, I need to get better at that. But with the photo shoots and stuff, like, awkward. But there was a few things that were coming up and even speak with my mm. agent or whatever. She was like, do you want to do this? And I'd be like, no, oh God, I couldn't do that. And then I was like, just say yes. Like, just don't even think about it. Agree to the job. And then when you get to it, you've no choice. <laughs> it's like, you just have to do it. So I try to push myself a lot with those kind of things because I am like, even today, I actually just posted this on Instagram. I started running three weeks ago I didn't start running I ran for the first time in my life I'm thinking of doing it myself I'm thinking of doing it I'm like I've never ran yeah I I used to jog a bit I used to jog when I was losing the weight like and that's what really well yeah jog I jogged I wouldn't even say jog I would say trotted (laughs) Um, but I'd never done anything like that ever before and then as part of this 12-week program I was like I'm going to get you to do a couple of little jogs and I was like oh for god's sake okay I was like I have no interest in it well, he was like, but you're able to do it. And I was like, no, I'm not. And I was adamant that I couldn't do it. And then there was like a 5K park run there last weekend and he signed me up for it. So I was like, okay, fine. How did so you we did on? a few runs. I did it. So I did yeah. the 5K run. That's my goal to do a 5K. I've never, the most we had ran before the 5K was 2.2. So then we were like, okay, for the 5K, I'll just walk or run at 1K, yeah. walk 1K run. But I did the whole thing and I was like, so that was me holding myself back wow. mentally or self-sabotaging because I was just like, you can't run. I've had, because I've lost of stone, I have a lot of excess skin surgeries to remove most of it, but I haven't had it on my legs yet. And I find it very painful when I'm running because okay. the kind of impact, you know, when you're yeah, hitting the ground. Yeah. And every, I think everyone is just, I was like, is that a bit of an excuse? And I was like, no, that's why I can't run. So I wouldn't even attempt it. But then I did it and I was like, okay, so I am able. Oh my so, God. Like it definitely does hurt a little bit yeah. 
I was like, I'm able, but I completely held myself back. So just small challenges like that. I was like, you know, you're 33 and you just ran your first 5k, but I was so proud of myself. Like I was absolutely delighted because I was like that. I would have said no to that just because for no other reason than I was just like, you can't do it. You can't do it. Yeah. So little things like that, I do keep myself motivated. That's trying. amazing because it's so funny where I, my excuse for my running and jogging, well, I, I, I do have um arthritis in my knees. Okay. So yeah. it can be, it gets a, a, a bit sore. But the only thing is I was like talking to myself the other day. I was like, I'd really love to love, do a 5k or like a mini marathon. I was like, I kind of, yeah. it's dwindling in my head now, do you know, as something different you know, to, to do. And I used to do, but they, it could burn a little bit, but I know the likes of weightlifting does help my knees. It strengths the cartilage. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm listening to you. I'm like, am I my own worst enemy here again? Yeah. But side of that, talk to me more about the book because this also is why we're here. So you have a book coming out when? The book is out the 20, so two, three, three, two, three. I like that number. I like love the end of it. Yeah, two, what three, 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 three. It's a nice number. It's, um, it's available at the minute for pre-order. I feel like the book has been such a long, because I finished it last year and it's been a long process yeah. and it was something I think I just always, like even when I started Instagram and people were like, what's the end goal? And I was like, I'd love to do a book one day. I find it really hard mm. to talk about a lot of the things I went through. I think yeah. I find it hard to talk about say doing like something like this because I'm like you never know how much is too much when you're talking about especially things with domestic violence yeah. like I've often done radio or things and they're like don't yeah. touch it like don't go on the subject and I understand that you know it can be a little bit heavy so I felt like with a book it would be a good way to kind of get my story out but we all know there is a very you know negative heavy stigma around domestic violence it's not something that people like to talk yeah, about it's yeah. one of those words when it's I feel like when someone mentions domestic violence it can bring the mood down around because everyone's like oh can't make eye contact but I just was like I feel like with my Instagram one thing that was important to me when I started it was to just stay as true to myself I didn't mm. want to become someone different yeah. and I just wanted to be my normal self that just shared recipes shared a bit of fitness on my journey and that was it and I always feel like it's it's been such an important part of my journey yeah you know like it's a massive part of my journey like it kind of I suppose changed me like it, it made me a certain way and then I've grown from it in other ways and it's just that's a part of my life and I just wanted other people to think you know she seems like a normal 33 year old girl you know trying to just get by live a normal life whatever and she has gone through something similar because I know when I went through it I used to always say I would just always instantly go to my friends I'd think of the girls at home and just think none of them would ever let this happen to them like why what's wrong with me that I've allowed myself to get in this was it physical abuse like or emotional yeah so it was quite physical it was a physical emotional basically every kind of abuse you can imagine but especially with the physical side of things I would always just think you know none of my friends would have allowed Mm. this to happen like what's wrong with me that I'm gotten myself in this situation and I I didn't never knew anyone my age or you know that had spoken about or that had been through it for me even because he was obviously drinking as well when I would think of an alcoholic I would think of you know a six-year-old man down the pub I wouldn't be thinking of a 28-year-old man you know in uni you know his whole life ahead of him Mm. So I think I just wanted to share a little bit more about that so that anyone that maybe is going through something like that 
can see that it is you know like there's one in five women abused and I think that's something that it's such a big number and I think we hear those statistics all the time but like when you really let sink in I'm like if a thousand people read that book 200 women that have read that at least 200 women reading it have been affected in some way by domestic abuse and I completely understand that it is a personal thing it's not something that everyone wants to share or talk about and it took a long time for me to decide if I wanted to open up about it Mm. I just felt like it was hard for me I suppose to be so open and talk about my journey in the way that I do without talking about that yeah so I think the book was always a way where I would feel like I can say what I want to say without saying too much obviously there's certain things you're never going to say but without also having to hold back a lot yeah for other people to see and not that it's normal to go through it but it's normal that women do go through it unfortunately and I just wanted people I suppose to relate a little bit more and to feel less alone because it can be such a lonely place and I think that was why it was like important for me to do the book I mean it was a massive decision you know obviously having mm. character I was you know toyed with the idea for a year back and forth if it was something I really wanted to put out there in print mm. like it's his story as well but I think you know coming through what we've come through and the life I have now like that's more important than you know me worrying about people's opinions like yeah. sharing that and the importance of it and like trying to raise more awareness about it is so yeah. much bigger than my journey wow. and what made me and like I mean hopefully he's proud when he's older and he understands mm-hmm. why I felt like it was important to put it out there but I mean the book as well I was after you know with the edit and back and forth I was like oh really stressed you know have I said too yeah. much I really don't want to come across like I'm a victim in the book like I don't want to come across like happened to me and this happened to me and this and I remember like my editor being like, you know, there's 30 chapters in the book. There's a very small section where you touch on the relationship. She said, you start from your childhood and you're right up to today. She said, there's so many chapters with so many different things that hopefully people can relate to. Like when we were talking about being a child, like being a fat child, the eating disorders, the emotionally. And she's like, you're just so focused on because I'm so worried, I suppose. I'm nervous about people reading that part because it's so personal and intimate but I don't want people to think that the book is really like um heavy as well or like it's a real depressing yeah you know like this is what I went through book it's not it's just a very small section of it but it's the whole journey and then it's also half a recipe book I feel like I'm rambling now (laughs) you're not rambling I'm really engrossed in it because I think it's it's very important the message you're saying as well because like I was only saying on um another pod as well, is that like we always have the black and white. Yeah. We don't talk about the grey and the grey is what shapes you as well. The grey yeah. is our opinion. The grey is how we live. The grey is how we speak up. And I'm sitting here really engrossed in your story because Jen, I can totally relate to it as well because I was, I was at a place, I had a boyfriend for a few years and then I was in a short-term relationship as well. And I thought I was never that girl, but it wasn't so much physical. It was more like mental abuse as well. But I remember like him pinning me up against, against a wall and locking the door and not letting me leave. And I remember him saying, you know, if you don't get back to me, I'm going to slit my wrist with a knife. So, you know, even bring me like when I was listening to you, I just literally was like, oh my God, I got those thoughts running to to my head. And I thought, oh, that's fine. That's fine. This is normal. Yeah. 
And then I ended up getting back with him. And then I knew it wasn't normal when someone's calling you 50, 50 times a day and rocks up to your house. Like that's yeah. a psychotic, like, so I can totally yeah. hear that. And then I went into like a bit of a state of depression then. And, you know, being told, oh, like, I don't like your hair like that. I don't like the way you wear it. Like, why are you always with your family? Why are you with your friends? Like, it was so toxic. So from that, I was like, from that, I I was like, I will never, ever, ever tolerate that ever again. And I really set up my walls. And I think that's why for years, even like I'd say only recently, like I was so masculine. I'm doing me. I don't need a man, even though I had relationships, Jen, like. But yeah, it's, it's learning about myself along the way, but opening up about it. And these are things that I don't open up about. But that's why I have my podcast to open up yeah. about these conversations, because like your story is literally like a mirror. Like I'm like, oh, my, I can totally relate to everything you're saying. So and similar. Yeah, it's so similar. And I just think like that's why I think getting you on here, like sharing your story, I knew it was going to be amazing. Um, That like showing your journey, like your recipes, part of your life, being a mom saved your life, you know, where you are now. I can see that you want to work on yourself emotionally, mentally, but you're doing the work. It's just being patient with yourself. Just being patient. Taking the long room. And showing, <laughs> yourself, room. showing yourself compassion as well. Like, you know, yeah. and I think like for me, like a big thing and I always say this on the pod right so what have you learned about yourself over the last few years and what advice would you give to your younger self to my younger self I feel like I hate these questions because I'm so bad at them you have to dig deep girl (laughs) dig deep (laughs) I think what I've learned most about myself over the last couple of years is I suppose I'm a it's probably a really cliche one but my strength I'm a lot stronger Mm. like than I ever thought I was I still don't think I give myself enough credit for how strong I am but there's a lot of stuff you know that I would have went through mentally emotionally and I just think the fact that I'm even here today and able to talk about it do you know that kind of a way yeah it makes me realize how strong I was because I think growing up I never ever seen myself as a strong person I was just always kind of tagging along like we said earlier it was the fat friend I never had like high hopes for myself I never would have given myself a lot of credit for much but I never would have seen myself as someone who would go through I suppose a lot of stuff and come out the other side Mm -hmm. stronger even today my trainer put on that Christina Aguilera song fighter which I feel like I haven't heard in years and I was just listening to the lyrics and I was like oh my god I was like I can really relate to this but I do think you know I wish as a little girl I was able to kind of just it's hard because I don't know like I couldn't have given myself confidence but I just wish I was more aware that I was so much more than my size like I feel like I get emotional when I think about it because I have character but I feel like my whole childhood Mm. was just overtaken by my size (laughs) no I I really want to get emotional no I totally relate much time and energy I get the thoughts from like a very young age up until my 20s that I was just so horrible to myself and I yeah. wish I could probably just let myself know that I was more worth yeah. more than just my size. Yeah, no. I wasn't expecting so much another. No, no, this is what like I love. Like, sure, I come here. I love an hour inch. <laughs> 
no judgment but I'm, I'm the same I'm crying camera if I'm with my friends I'm like don't no. look at me no you're allowed to cry because these are things that are so close <laughs> to your heart like they are part of you like and for me I know that like I only had an aha moment there I think it was only last August so for years 35 years of my life Jen I was like my weight my weight people are looking at me going oh she's a curvy yeah. girl she's a curvy girl and I have like two gorgeous like slim sisters and I'm like oh my god my mom is always slim and I was like why me my week paying the victim yeah. and then one time I was like my weight isn't my worth people aren't yeah. coming to see me it was my first workshop outside they're not seeing me for Emma, the external. They're seeing me for the inner Emma gone, her energy. They're walking away being like, Emma made me feel like this. They're not yeah. going, no 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 they're going oh my god she was amazing and her energy and the way she made me feel that's what makes you gorgeous it's you it's showing up for you yeah your body you know we've all worked on our body and that's what I've really been working on as well and I know you're working on too but it's like it's working on it's like People die and they remember how you made them feel, not the external because she had a nice dress yeah. or a six pack, you know, that way. And that for me, I had that aha yeah. moment last year. And that's what I always go. I can always work on my physical aspect, but the inner one is the one that yeah. matters. And how you treat other people. Like you yeah. said, you want to be remembered for yeah. that. But I definitely do think that's probably a big thing, especially being a mom think I think about him more you know like when I think of how little he is and how innocent and yeah. happy and like Carter could be dancing in front of the mirror naked and in his I reflection he just sees his reflection he doesn't see oh. anything and I yeah. think god when I was his age I was already mm. you know covering up but like I just wish I could have let my younger self know that like don't waste your time worrying and thinking and consuming every second of the day about mm. your size because that's literally when I think of my childhood one of the things that I would remember most which is really sad like I mean I had a lovely great childhood but yeah. my weight was always the center focus oh of yeah everything everything yeah. in my life yeah yeah and I can totally relate to that as well because I remember for a few years like you know who I was hanging around with in my teenage years um they are all going to the girl talked and I purposely wouldn't go to the girl talk because I didn't want to be in a swimsuit and I didn't want people yeah. to see me in a swimsuit and be bullied. So I I, I missed out on things because yeah. of I thought my weight came first in my thoughts. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like and you still have that, but it's about reconditioning yourself as well. Definitely. But um, I think it's about, you know, it is all, like I feel like, you know, yourself, like your journey, my journey. It's it's never ending. It is a journey. Hence Jen's yeah. journey. Um, yeah, so tell me. So the book is out 2323. 23. Where can people buy it? Where can people follow you? It will be everywhere. So it'll be, well, not, it won't be everywhere. Like it'll be in bookshops, like Eason's Bookstation. Yeah. It's on Amazon. Um, I think I have a link on my Instagram page of all the shops that have it. Fab. And, and where can people um, follow you? They follow me at, I'm so bad at this. I should know my Instagram handle by now. Jen's underscore journey underscore IA. I always forget the underscore. Amazing. amazing well thank you so much for coming on today like <laughs> it was probably you. one of the Such nicest nice chat. conversations chats podcasts that I've had because I can relate to you so much thank you for taking the time out and all the best with the book and your journey thank you so much Emma Well, that's it for today on the pod. I could spend all day talking to Jen because I related so much to her and her story. Like I literally felt like it was a mirror 
and you know her book is out 2323 i'll definitely be purchasing a copy of it as, as well with some recipes to give me that little motivation kick that i need um i hope you loved that episode as much as i did and like i always say like follow subscribe to this pod as it means so much to me and i will see you next week 